The MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Shady Rays. Go to ShadyRays.com, use the code SGPN for 50% of two or more pairs of polarised sunglasses. Welcome, everybody, to the MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Malcolm Bamford. Coming to you from Newcastle upon Tyne in the northeast of England. Today is Monday, the 10th of April, and we are here to have a look over a full slate of games. We have 15 games uh, for Tuesday, the 11th of April. Joining me to get stuck into those Tuesday games uh, from New Jersey is D Rock himself, Mr. Dylan Rockford. Dylan, how are you? Hey, I'm doing good. Uh, we got off to a nice win. Uh, the White Sox, they beat your twin. So good uh, plus mm. money price there to start off the day. But well, uh, can't wait to watch some baseball tonight. Got a full slate tomorrow. Yeah, I've got a bit of a rant in the pipeline about that White Sox in Minnesota game. But on the grounds, we've got to handicap them again tonight. I'm just going to leave that a few minutes. Um, because, yeah, I... I, I did my customary thing to let off watch the baseball in the bath, especially when there's an early game. Uh, that's my happy place. So I watched the um, White Sox and the Twins in the bath and I became more and more infuriated as the game went on by all sorts of things. But I'll come to that um, in a little while. Uh, Captain Sano is first in uh, YouTube comments. Check him off the register. And so, yeah, it's Easter Monday today. I am... Um, I managed to get out of forced family fun because the weather was shit. So that was tremendous news for me um, because we had to, uh, we had a good old, a good old family gamble in the house. We had a good game of blackjack, uh, and then we had a game of poker. And um, yeah, I lost to Bob. Bob stung me at poker, uh, stung by an eleven-year-old kid. Um, yeah, I heard his name as well. He's there. He's just stuck his head through the door, giving me a thumbs up. Here, awful person. Um, I did win the blackjack though. I dominated. I dominated the blackjack. Um, and Noah was meant to be with us last night. I had a bit of a, I had a bit of banter with uh, Noah on Twitter last night because for the first time, Dylan, I watched The Sandlot. Uh, you were, uh, are you aware of this movie? Oh, of course, you're killing me, Smalls. This is a legendary movie. I don't know how you haven't seen it yet, but uh, yeah, Sandlot. There's another Sandlot. There's Sandlot too. That's really good as well. So, no, really, watch both of them. It's iconic. Well, I fired up the dodgy fire stick last night. It was when the, there was only one late game, wasn't there? It was the the Padres and the Braves were playing late last night. So I stuck that on my laptop and looked for something to watch on my fire stick and discovered the sandlot. Um, and I think I tweeted out the photo of Wendy Peppercorn uh, to um, to Noah, who was quite pleased yeah. about that. I um, I thought that Noah didn't um, bore quite a striking resemblance to the catcher. What's the catcher's name? Um, I saw that and. Uh, Dylan, I didn't think you were a million miles away from Squints. I thought there was a little resemblance there. Are you uh, you okay with that? Yeah, I mean, he gets the, <laughs> he gets the, he gets the girls. So he gets, the yeah. Hey, I got no problem with that. I think that's a yeah, compliment. He, he got a snog off Wendy Peppercorn, so don't knock that me. But no, I enjoyed that. It was fun. Um, yeah, had a, a bit of time on my hands today with the beginning of Monday. I had a little review of like last week. I did okay last week. I, I was looking at the rankings on Tally's side, but um, the money line and run line bets were going okay, but it was the totals I was really struggling with. I was miles behind on my totals. Um, so I really tried not to take too many totals here tonight. Oh, I got one, 
do three. So I've got three for 50. I've picked three totals out of the 15 games. So obviously it's always good to have a little, a little look back at the things that you're, um, that you're doing well at and the things that you are doing quite so well at just to, just to keep on top of your trends and where you're seeing the game properly. But yeah, so um, yeah, I, I looked at that today and the totals have been an issue for me and you're the totals guy. So hopefully uh, you can guide me through this a little bit tonight. Uh, Captain Encino has a note uh, for, from his mother for his absence in the last few days. We uh, we normally like to... Uh, we miss Captain Encino if he's not yet, uh, but that's okay, Captain. You know, it's been a festive family weekend for people. Um, okay, so what's happening on Tuesday? Uh, we will start. There's no day baseball. First game is a 6-10... Eastern time first pitch between the New York Yankees and the Cleveland Guardians. Garrett Cole pitches for the Yankees. Uh, Hunter Gaddis will go for Cleveland. The Yankees minus 160, Cleveland plus 140. Total is set at seven and a half. Um, Dylan, you get uh, you get Garrett Cole tomorrow. Um, what's what we expected? Yeah, give me the Yankees here on the run line, plus 110. Uh, I'm surprised we're getting plus money here, to be honest. I was willing to lay a small number with them on the run line, but I just think this is a good spot for Cole and the Yankees. You know, first start on the road for him, but he's had success against the Guardians in his career, 5-2, and 3-1, uh, 5 ERA. He's won every start on the road in Cleveland as well. So I think we'll, I think Cole will be able to dominate. I think the bats will get going for the Yankees. I like Yankees' first five minus a half around minus 110 as well. But at the plus money, I can't get away from the Yankees' run line. So Yankees' run line and Yankees' first five minus a half for me are my two plays. Yeah, well, it wasn't um, hugely original, but the Yankees' run line was what jumped out to me. I had this one down at plus 100, so if there's a plus 110 about it, then I'll happy to take that. Main handicap here really was we're kind of waiting for Gaddis to blow up. It hasn't happened yet. He hasn't been great, but you just get that feeling. Um, that it's it's around the corner. So yeah, it was it was fairly straightforward, um, and that was as far as I got with that one. So yeah, waiting for Gaddis to blow up. Um, in New York, he's on the run line. Aaron Judge could hit him. Aaron Judge hit two more bombs last night. Um, he could surpass sixty-two this season. It's entirely possible. Uh, great start for Aaron Judge. Uh, next, we will go to uh, six thirty-five Eastern. First pitch between the Oakland Athletics and the Baltimore Orioles. We've got Kyle Muller, left-handed pitcher. We'll go for Oakland and Grayson Rodriguez uh, goes for Baltimore. Oakland a plus 140, Baltimore a minus 160. The total here is set at eight. Uh, Dylan, we'll come straight back to you. Yeah, tough one to handicap for me. I did make the Orioles a minus 180 favorite. It's hard to back the A's right now. Their pitching really worries me. They've lost four games in a row. They got a 499 ERA in the bullpen. So just it's not a good look for Oakland right now. I'm looking towards an Orioles team total over maybe Orioles in a money line parlay. I do think they should win at home in what I think should be a nice bounce back spot for Rodriguez. You know, he wasn't terrible in his first start against the Rangers. He only gave up two runs in five innings of work. I think he's the must. Uh, I think they are the much better team coming back to Baltimore against a weaker lineup. 
I think this is a good spot for him. So I like the Orioles team total over four and a half. And I also, uh, for one of my other games that we'll touch on, I put Orioles in a two, two-legger money line parlay. Okay. Um, well, I've got disappointing news for you here, Dylan, or probably good news actually for, for you, because I'm going to take Oakland. Uh, very rare, but I'm not convinced by Rodriguez. I just thought the prices were too far apart. I don't mind Kyle Muller. Um, yeah, we know how bad Oakland have been, but th- there's going to show up in the odd spot, and I think tomorrow could be one of them. Uh, Kyle Muller, I think, can go well. Um, I thought about the first five. Just again, you mentioned that. Um, I'm now thinking about calling an audible here and going for an Oakland first five. I tell you, I'll throw that out there as a... Uh, you can't say, Lee, and that's what people who cop out say. Um, yeah, Oakland first five is an option. Uh, Oakland money line uh, is another option. Maybe you can split your unit um, between those two, uh, those two outcomes. Uh, we'll go next to 6.35 Eastern. Um, First pitch between the Houston Astros and the Pittsburgh Pirates. Christian Javier will go for Houston. And Mitch Keller for Pittsburgh. Minus 175, the Astros. Plus 155, Pittsburgh. Total is set at eight. Um, Houston, uh, Javier, 1-0, 327 ERA. They've won both games that Javier started, even though he only got the win in one. Um, and he did pitch a lot better against Detroit last time. Uh, it is only Detroit saying that. Uh, on the road, Javier, I've got no problems with at all. Um, Keller's had two good starts so far. Um, he's The Pirates have been okay at home. The Pirates had the, that devastating news yesterday for uh, O'Neill Cruz broke his ankle. Looks like he's done for the season. Four months minimum, I would have said. Um, caused a bit of a scrap as well. I think there's was the catcher who called him all sorts of names before he realised his leg was hanging off um, and started a bit of a fight. But really, a triple threat for Pittsburgh is that he will hit the ball hard and out. Um, he will cause an absolute menace of himself on the base paths. And he's a stellar fielder as well. Well, me, well sorry, he's got an arm like a traction engine. Um, he might not be... He might not have the range. But yeah, I like O'Neill Cruz a lot. And this is going to be a huge hole in the clubhouse as well. Pittsburgh will be feeling this one today. It was a really ugly slide, man. You just so clumsy. I mean, I see some bad stuff uh, when the night talks get out there on a Sunday afternoon. Like, But that was up there. That was terrible. Yeah, so that, that might just knock them a little bit. Um, so I'm happy not to fade Keller here. Um, so my pick is going to be a K-prop. Don't often uh, go down this route. This is more Noah's bag. He's had five and six so far, but I think his potential uh, K rate and his whiff rate is up there. And that says to me that a good day is coming for Javier. Um, this Pittsburgh lineup isn't great. We know that, although they have been competitive so far. They have just had a hole knocked in it too uh, with the absence of O'Neill. So Christian Javier over on the K market. And that was really just me giving uh, Mitch Keller a bit of a chance to try and keep this one tight. So uh, that's the way I dress this one up. Yeah. I love, I honestly thought you were going to go with an under or a total in this game, the way you you were talking, but I, I like the under. I got an eight and a half 
Uh, I made my total 7.3. I see eights out there right now. So still like the under. Um, both pitchers, like you mentioned, Javier Keller, they've been off to a great start to the season. Javier's only allowed four runs in 11 innings pitched and one walk. Keller's only allowed five runs in 11 and two-thirds. So both guys, they've been locked in. Should be a nice, beautiful day in Pittsburgh tomorrow. Four, uh, first five under four and a half. I like that as well. So first five under or the full game under, however you want to play it. That's the way I like it. Okay. Um, Shady Rays, uh, our headline sponsor here on the MLB Gambling Podcast. Our friends at Shady Rays, have you got you covered uh, from the slopes to the sun with premium polarized shades, customizable snow goggles, and loads more Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company, offers a world-class product, durable stuff, um, and extremely clear optics suited for all of your outdoor adventures. They'll replace any lost or broken glasses, even on day one. Uh, no questions asked, so you can wear them with confidence. You look good and feel good. Uh, and if you don't love them, you can exchange them for a new pair or return them for free within 30 days. There's no risk when you shop with Shady Rays. Their team always has your back. Exclusive for our listeners, Shady Rays has given out their best deal of the new year. Go to ShadyRays.com. Use the code SGPN for 50% off two or more pairs of polarised sunglasses. Try for yourself the Shades rated five stars by over 200,000 people. Next up is a 640 Eastern first pitch is the Boston Red Sox. And the Tampa Bay Rays, Boston Red Sox, have officially uh, not announced a pitcher. I reckon it's Garrett Whitlock. Um, I'll let Dylan correct me if he's seen anything different. Uh, Shane McClanahan, left-handed pitcher, will go for the Tampa Bay Rays. Um, as it stands, I think what Whitlock might be decent info because there are lines on this. Um, plus 160 for the Red Sox, minus 180 for the Rays and McClanahan, and a total of seven and a half. Uh, Dylan, are you seeing Whitlock? And if yes, what did you make of it? I see Kluber, but ah, shit. Okay then, that's that, that's how I handicapped the game. But uh, yeah, I like the Rays in a money line parlay with the Orioles. Uh, like I said, so it's going to be a plus one fifty four on a two legger. I also like the over seven. Uh, I think the Rays just keep it rolling here with the ace on the mound, McClanahan. Uh, I don't want to lay the 180, so just put them together with the Orioles in a nice two-legger. But I, I just think there's value here in the over. I made my total 8.1. The Rays, they've gone over this total in five straight games. The over 6-3 and three in the Red Sox, uh, nine games this season. And I just think both teams can contribute some runs here. The Rays ultimately will get the win. So over seven, I think there's some value, and I'm also going to play that money line parlay. Um, yeah, I think, I mean, Whit Whitlock or, or Kluber, I just think you have to keep riding the Rays on the run line. They've, they won every game by four or more runs. I imagine that. That's incredible. I mean, so, and ever we talked a lot about the, the um, people in the chat, in fact, the other day, we were talking about the cupcake start that they've had, but they've beaten, they, I mean, these, these are MLB teams that have wins to their name. Um, Detroit have won games and Oakland have won games and Cincy and Pittsburgh and all these dog shit teams have won games. So any given night, um, we know handicapping this sport over 162, what can happen? And the Tampa Bay Rays haven't once just squeaked over the line. Uh, they've absolutely battered everybody. So until that changes, 
I think you just have to keep riding it. Tampa Bay is on the run line. Helps that they've got McClanahan um, on the mound as well. Obviously, they stood. Uh, next up, we will move to a 6.40 Eastern first pitch. The Miami Marlins and the Philadelphia Phillies. Jesus Lazardo, left-handed pitcher, goes for Miami. And Aaron Nola will go for the Phillies. Miami are... Where are Miami? Plus 140. Nola and the Phillies are minus 160. Uh, total here is set at seven and a half, Dylan. Yeah, uh, another tough one game, tough game for me to handicap. I did favor the Phillies at a minus 150. Total seems a little high, so I guess I lean under seven and a half. I made my total 7.2. Jesus Lazard, he's looked great in his first two starts, one against the Mets and one against the Twins. He's only given up one run in 12 innings against two pretty good lineups, I would say. Now, Aaron Noll, he's the wild card we have to worry about. He's just been awful in his first two starts against the Yankees and the Rangers. You gotta think he's gonna come back home and pitch better. You know, it's a hitter's, it's a pitcher's ballpark in Citizen Bank Park. The um, the Marlins are 26th in the league in batting average, 27th in the league in slugging percentage. So I'm just banking on him to have a slightly better performance than he he did in his first two games. So if he doesn't, I, I think he's gonna be. Fade, fade watch from here on out. But uh, it's my last chance pr probably back in the Phillies, but uh, maybe a live betting opportunity it, to get a better in-game number. But I do think the Fish are alive. If Nola doesn't have it, I think the Fish can win, but I like the under 7.5 just a little better. Um, well, I got there one step before. You have given Nola one fewer chance because I have got the Fish to win. Um, and I'm pleased you kind of you, you, you see how live they are. I've really enjoyed watching uh, Lizardo pitch. And I'm not buying Philly at all, really. I kind of said last night on the show, I know they haven't played a game since because they haven't gone off yet tonight, but they had that walk-off the other night. And just before then, they were wobbling. And I just think they're vulnerable. That's a, that's probably a good word to use in this situation. Plus one, uh, 140 on Miami uh, with Lizardo. I think it's live. Miami aren't ever going to score a load of runs. Um, but they're going to be the, the live dogs in this one tomorrow. Um, <laughs> Captain Zeno's throwing the uh, Nerfy out. Um, and Lane Elliott's got us on the uh, first 500 as well. Good evening, Lane. Nice to see you uh, in the comments tonight. Hope your Easter uh, is lots of fun. Um, we will go to a 707. I'm keeping, me, I'm keeping one eye on the Mets up there. 710. Got to do the Mets next. Uh, 707 Eastern. First pitch is the Detroit Tigers and the Toronto Blue Jays. Matt Manning uh, for the Detroit Tigers and Alec Manoa for the Toronto Blue Jays. Plus 230 for the Tigers, minus 270 uh, for the Blue Jays, a prohibitive price. Uh, the totals here is set at eight and a half. Uh, Manning is doing all right. He's 1-0. Oh. He has a 318 ERA. Pitched quite well at Houston. Uh, five and two thirds, six hits, two and runs. But I'm not convinced by him. Houston were kind of scuffling along at that point as well. Um, Alec Manoa bounced back at KC. He had a bit of a dodgy first start. Bounced back at KC last time out with seven scoreless. This is a great chance to follow up. And in the meantime, the Blue Jays have started scoring a lot of runs. Um, this was an easy Toronto run line for me. It's short. It's minus 133. Um, but I can't see many other outcomes. Detroit looked like the worst 
offense. Um, I know Oakland are up there, but Detroit look like the worst offense in baseball for me at the moment. So uh, Blue Jays on the run line, Dylan. Yeah, I'll take the Blue Jays here on the run line as well. I got it at minus 120, still like it at minus 130. Won't win any prizes here with this one. You know, you love to say that, but I just can't back the Tigers right now. I tried to give them a few chances last week, but they just screwed me. They've lost four games in a row. While the Blue Jays, like you mentioned, they're starting to find the momentum a little. They've won four of their last five. Their bats have woken up a little bit. I think Matt Manning also comes back down to reality after a nice opening start against the Astros. So, couldn't find uh, anything I really liked in this game, but it was just kind of obvious. It just stood out to me. Blue Jays run line. Okay, 7-10 Eastern first pitch is the San Diego Padres at the New York Mets. Ryan Weathers will go for the Padres left-handed pitcher and another lefty, David Peterson, goes for the Mets. Uh, plus 120 on the Padres, minus 136 for the Mets total here set at eight and a half. Um, Ryan Weathers, I seem to, like when I sat down to handicap these, everything about him seemed quite fresh in my memory. And then when I, it, when I looked, it turns out he missed all of last season. So um, I don't know why my memory's clung on to Ryan Weathers so, uh, so forcefully. So he did miss uh, 2020. So he pitched three innings, but yeah, effectively missed it. Uh, in 2021, he started 18 games. Um, played in 30 games, pitched 94 innings. Now, he had a 532 ERA, which wasn't um, stellar. He was better on the road, and he did not face the Mets. His stuff is very average. He's pretty much entirely fastball slider. Um, so, yeah, not hugely convinced by Weathers. Peterson has had one good start and one bad start, so it's hard to know uh, what to expect. Um the first thing I said at the top of the show was that I was struggling with the totals, um, and this, but this is one of the three that I've got on my card. I'm going to take the over. I think there's lots of ways that this can cash, or there's certainly three ways that this can cash, is that either pitcher could completely blow up, or both pitchers uh, could contribute as well. And I think we can get to nine runs, so lots of ways of scoring some runs. I think the, the Mets might welcome this start from... Uh, from Weathers and the Padres. And the Padres are going along okay as well. So over eight and a half for me. Dylan, you have your lovely Mets jumper on tonight. Um, did you go to the game the other night, by the way? I, yeah. I saw some folk. Tell yeah, me about that quick. Beautiful game. Home opener. Crowd Sold out crowd. Uh, electric. Uh, people were nice as well. Food. They got a new uh, screen. Uncle Steve bought it. Uh, he built like a brand new screen in the in right field. So putting the money to use over there in Queens. Uh, it was good. They won. Saw Pete Alonso hit her home run. Starley Marte, nice. Francisco Lindor. So it was a good game overall. Freezing. I bought this hoodie. Guess how much they fucking oh, charged me for? $84. Oh, you wish. It was $110. I was oh, like, shit. Man, where's your MLB gambling podcast hoodie? Why didn't you have that on? It's in it's in the wash, and I have to wear it. Ah, mate. Back in the Mets here. I, I, I got to back the Mets in this spot. I was able to grab a minus 125. Uh, I like them. By the way, you, towards your over, I like it. I made my total 8.8, .8, but get it now if you like the over because I do see nines popping up. But um, yeah, money is coming in on the Mets. As you see, they're like minus 135, minus 140 right now. I think they are the right side. Don't trust Weathers. And I think David P Peterson has pitched better than the numbers indicate. You know, I think the Brewers game, it inflates a little. 
everything. He was good early, but kind of lost control later in the game. So I think at City Field in his first start back home, I think he'll be locked in. Uh, I think the Mets have a good lineup. I think they could get to Weathers as well. So I agree on the over, uh, and I think this is a good spot for the Mets at home to finally get back in the win column. So give me the Mets. Okay. Um, I wish I uh, had your confidence there, but yeah, I really, really don't. Um, next up, we'll go to a bit of a uh, unsure on, on this next game. We've got a TBD pitcher here, which is the Cincinnati Reds and the Atlanta Braves. I have got Lewis Setter going for the Reds, but it's the Braves who are TBD. But um, looking across Twitter, I think Kyle Wright's going to be activated. Um for the Braves, first time this season. Um, so I do have some odds. Sessa uh, plus 185 and Kyle Wright minus 200. I have no total. Uh, Lewis Sessa, he did okay against the Cubs last time out. He came out with a very standard line. Um, and the more you look across his game log, that's kind of his default line. It's five innings pitch, two in runs. That's pretty much what you're going to get. So we can we can write that down already. Um, Kyle Wright started 30 games last year, finished with a record of 21 and five. Pretty incredible, really. 319 ERA. Um, he only saw the Reds once, which was in April last year. Did throw six scoreless against them. Um, so it is tricky. We have got we've got no lines on the overs. I think since he could put up a couple. Um, and I'm not hugely keen on Sessa. He's going to give up two and five. They'll get a few more off the bullpen. I took the over eight here, but I, this was a wobbly one for me. Um, like I say, I didn't see the pitching announcement till late, and I wasn't um, I wasn't convinced that I should be touching these totals anyway, Dylan. So can you give me a better guide on this game? Yeah, it is Kyle Wright from what I see. Okay, and nice. I see nines as the total. So if you got an eight, I love it. I, I'm on the to I'm on nine over the nine as well. You know, I was thinking about taking the Braves in the first five innings minus a half, but it's a little chalky for my liking. So I'll take a shot with the over on you. I made my total 9.7. You know, both teams three and two towards the over in their last five games. I think this is a good series for the Braves to bounce back. You know, they just got swept by the Padres. I think they'll come out aggressive. They'll try to put a, lo a lot of run on the board. So Reds, they come into town swinging the bat as well. They've been scoring runs as well. So I think both teams can contribute to scoring some runs. I'm on the same side as you. I'll take a shot here on the over. Okay. Um, well, please, a little bit of uh, confirmation there because uh, I was tying myself in knots a little bit on that one. Uh, 7.40. Eastern first pitch is the Seattle Mariners at the Chicago Cubs. Chris Flexen goes for Seattle and Hayden Westneski uh, will go for the Cubs. The odds are uh, it's a match. Take your pick. Uh, minus 110 each of two. Total is set at eight and a half. The books can't split them. Dylan, can you? Yeah, I'm going to take a shot here with the Cubbies at home. I made them a minus 120 favorite. As much as I like the Mariners, one, I don't trust Chris Flexen. And two, something's just not right with this Mariners team right now. So the Mariners, they lost both games Flexen has started this season. He's walking a ton of batters, more than she's striking out. So that's always a problem. And I like what I saw from Hayden uh, in his first start against the Reds. The Cubs, bats, they've woken up recently. They scored 10 runs twice the last week. I think they'll be able to get to flexing. So I like the over. I set my total at 10.2. 
and I also like the Cubs at home. So I'm going to take a shot here with the Cubs. Oh, well, I'm kind of the opposite with you. I did uh, trust Flex, and I quite like both pitches here, um, and kept a, kept quite a close eye on on Wesneski. So with a total of eight and a half. Um, this is my third and final total. Um, well, actually, I've got one more. Talk. I might have had four totals when I counted up before. But yeah, I quite like the injury here just because um, I, I like both pitches. And obviously, we've got the usual caveat of, of what happens at, at Wrigley Field. So we have to see what the weather's doing. Uh, tomorrow, okay, I'm going to move on briefly and tell you about uh, Sword Vitality. Uh, we love this Sword Vitality read. Uh, especially when it loads up and I locate it on page five of this document. Come on. Um, I just put my best dad joke in the uh, comment section, um, which was a start as a bit of a pun on Ryan Weathers, and it's gained no traction at all apart from Captain Insano slightly panning it. Dylan, you're too young to understand it, so I wouldn't uh, worry about it too much. So vitality, self-care is cool and manly, and you should be proud of taking care of yourself. Uh, 40% of men are affected by impotence at age 40, and nearly 70% of men are affected at age 70. Stop buying little blue dodgy pills from gas stations. Sword Vitality helps increase your blood flow in ways that help you thrive as a man. It's time to become a Sword Vitality man. If you aren't experiencing erections in the morning, talking about Sword Vitality should be as comfortable as anything else men talk to about their partners. Three main benefits are increased blood flow in ways that help you thrive as a man in the bedroom. Soul Vitality can help increase your stamina. You don't have to hide it. You can be proud of it. Unsheath your sword. Visit swordvitality.com. Use the promo code SGPN for a nice discount at checkout at swordvitality.com. Promo code SGPN. There you go. Lane's got the dad joke. Uh, Dylan, have you read that dad joke and do you understand it? Bill Waters, how much? How do you think a duck turned into a pop star? Put it in the microwave until Bill. I don't get it. No, he didn't. I knew he wouldn't get it. You were minus two hundred. There's a, there's quite a, a, an old pop star, Dylan, whose name is Bill Withers. Do you know that song? Lovely day, lovely day, lovely day, lovely day. That one. Do you know that one? Yeah. If you shake your head, I will fucking come to America now and I will give you a dressing down. That's appalling. I can't oh, say that I do now. He sang that song. Yeah. So oh, if you have send to me, explain Send me the joke, link after. Send me the link. I'll how can you it. not know that song? I've nearly could have cut this stream off in disgust at you. Oh, luckily, I get it. I'll, uh, I'll rant at the White Sox now um, instead of ranting at you and your uh, lack of knowledge. Or... So 740. They won, they, they won an encore, Mal. They won an encore, the chat. Sing it again. No, I'm not. That's a one-time-only <laughs> thing. I'll do. Uh, I'll do my greatest hits at the end of the month, or when uh, when the Arizona Diamondbacks win the World Series, whichever one comes first. Uh, the Chicago White Sox at the Minnesota Twins is a seven forty first pitch. Um, Lance Lynn for the White Sox, Pablo Lopez for the Twins, plus one fifteen on Chicago, minus one thirty five on Minnesota. Total here is set at eight. Um, I'm making an announcement now, right? That for the next 14 days, I am fading the Chicago White Sox. I've set the, I've set it at 14, just in case I'm proved wrong, because I might have to pivot. But I'm not even going to handicap them. So if you tune to this show, whatever White Sox are playing, I'm going to fade them. Firstly, and actually the Minnesota were just as fault 
in this. The lineups came out, and both lineups were absolute dog shit. They had three proper baseball players at the top, and the the six were absolute. There were some names on there. They've got no business. Absolutely no business. Uh, Hanser Alberto. I like Hanser Alberto. I've got a bit of a soft spot for him. Doesn't mean he's any good. Um, he's always the cheapest player on the board in DraftKings and he hits lefties. He hit a three-run bomb today. He's still rubbish. Um, what other names were up there? Donovan Solano, Matt Wallner, Willie Castro. The catchers can't hit. That's not necessarily their fault. Man, there was loads, loads and loads and loads. Um, and then the White Sox were just sleepwalking um, I don't know if it's a hangover from Tony Russo. They're just sleepwalking into everything. The fundamentals were terrible. The fielding was terrible. The base running was terrible. Um, the, I mean, they were the defender behind Dylan sees one of the best pitchers in the game, and they were just giving him nothing. Like Minnesota, the lineup wasn't Novel Lopez, but they had a plan. They knew they could run on um, Grandal. Grandal's thrown out one of ten base runners. Um, so they knew they could run on him. They were trying to make stuff happen. Um, the White Sox won that game with a, a three-run shot. One swing of the bat won them that game. Not fundamental baseball. It was absolutely terrible. We lay them every night for the next 14 days, Dylan. Uh, we will absolutely be in profit here. Um, so having said that, Lance Lynn got spanked against the Giants last time out, gave out three homers, and he's walking too many. Uh, three and four, he's walked in his two starts, so a possible walk prop there. I don't like this stuff particularly either. Pablo Lopez has been great, um, even though he's just faced Miami and Kansas. One earned run, given up over 12 innings. Uh, the White Sox haven't seen him and won't see which way he goes tomorrow. Um, Lopez K props alive as well, if you're interested. Otherwise, just take the Twins at minus 135, Dylan. Sorry about that, um, yeah, that rant. Good. That felt, that felt good. It- <laughs> Yeah, no, I, it's it's warranted as well. I can't believe I, – I thought I was watching Little League Baseball. Just made just, just stupid plays that the White Sox were making, especially – and he was getting ground balls. So you can't blame Dylan Cease. I want to address Lane in the chat. Uh, the line did flip towards Chicago being the favorite, heavy actually, towards game time. But – if you did listen to us, we were able White Sox, or at least I was at plus one ten yesterday. So <laughs> it does pay to listen, I would say. But uh, yeah, I'm actually gonna back you, Malcolm. Uh, I'm finally back in the Twins, first time all year. Uh, I think this is a nice bounce back spot for them after they did just lose the first game of the series. They got their ace Pablo Lopez on the mound. I made him a minus one forty five favorite. So the White Sox they scare me, especially defensively. They make too many errors for my liking. I got to fade Lance Lynn as well after that awful performance last. As he stocks bats, give me the twins here on the money line, minus 130. A couple of their sloppy infield plays nearly got Tim Anderson killed as well, and he's their best player. Um, <laughs> it seemed like determined they were going to injure him uh, in some way or another. So, yeah, shambles. 8.05 Eastern first pitch, the Kansas City Royals at the Texas Rangers. Jordan Lyles goes for Kansas City. Jacob DeGrom for Texas. Uh, short price here. Uh, Texas minus 263. Kansas plus 225. Total set at eight. Uh, Dylan, you died to fade DeGrom, but I don't think you'll be able to do it today. Yeah, hard to find value in this game. You know, uh, I need about 25 more cents to take a shot here with the Royals, but... Instead, I'll take a shot with the under eight. I, I made my total 7.1. 
Much better outing against the or, uh, against the Orioles for DeGrom. He struck out 11 batters, only allowed one run on two hits. Royals, they haven't been scoring a ton of run either. They, they, have, they haven't scored more than four runs just one time in the past five games while the, four, while the under is four and five in the last five games. So I think if Lyles reels it in just a little bit and has a better outing than his last start, I think we could sneak under this total. So I'm going to take a shot here on the under eight. Um, the, yeah, this just looked like an easy Texas run line, a little bit like the Toronto game earlier on, unfortunately. Um, minus 125 on the run line. Texas and DeGrom um, are at least two runs better than Kansas and Lyles. Uh, it was no more straightforward than that. Um, so, yeah. Um, Lane is telling us in the chat, uh, Matt Walner, who I have just roundly panned as part of the that lineup tonight for Minnesota. Uh, two career home runs. One of those is against Lance Lynn. Uh, he picked that up on the broadcast today. So uh, if Walner gets a start tomorrow, maybe you could take him for a little home run. Prop, good info with that. Thank you very much, Lane. Uh, next up is A. Ooh, what time is this one? 8.40 Eastern, first pitch. It's the St. Louis Cardinals and the Colorado Rockies. Miles Michaelis will pitch for St. Louis and Kyle Freeland, the lefty, Goes for Colorado. Um, Dylan, I think you took Colorado as a home puppy for tonight's game. Um, same again tomorrow. Give me the Rockies again. I have no idea why the Cardinals are this big of a favorite. I got the Rockies a few hours ago on the money line at plus 175. I jumped on that. Wow. I made the Cardinals a minus 120 favorite. So just strictly playing the numbers in this game. The Rockies are too big of an underdog at home against Nicholas, who hasn't been good at all. Five runs given up in both of his starts. He's just giving up a lot of hard contact. Now traveling to elevation. I just think this is another bad spot for him. First start on the road for Nicholas, where, whereas Kyle Freeland, he's picking up right where he left off in the WBC. 2-0, and he has yet to give up a run. He's not walking batters either. He's keeping his pitch count down. At home, we love to back the Rockies. Even at the plus one and a half at minus 110, I think that's a good play as well. I'll be on both plus one and a half and give me my dog, uh, Colorado Rockies. Yeah, I completely agree with you there. Um, I did a proper double take when I saw the lines. Um, I was very, very surprised. I thought there'd be 30 points closer together. Um, yeah, Nicholas being a little bit dodgy. And I just think, yeah, you have to go with the form. Uh, the form of Freeland against the form of Nicholas. And we always like to have a double on Colorado at home as well. Um, I saw plus 150. If you're telling me there might be a plus 175 somewhere, Dylan, I'd be over the moon to take that. Yeah, see, give me the... Uh, Give me the Rockies in that situation. Uh, next is 9.38 Eastern first time, the Washington Nationals and the LA Angels. Josiah Gray for the Nationals and Shohei Otani will go for the Angels. Plus 245 for Washington. Uh, minus 300 for LA in a total of eight and a half. Um, Josiah Gray falls in the one good, one bad starts uh, category. He gave up three home runs against Atlanta, but then through an absolute belter at Colorado in a game where we got no run support and they lost one to nothing. Um, Otani pitched well, um, ended up two tight games. They actually lost 2-1 to Oakland, um, which is very on brand for the LA Angels behind Shohei. And then they beat Seattle 4-3. to He's walked seven batters so far. 
uh, which is interesting. I think Gray can go well here. I'm going to take, and again, I did. I think I picked one of these last night. Very rare. I'm going to take the underdog on the run line. Um, Washington on the run line is the price of plus 105. Um, and that's going to be my pick. I think Gray can go well. And he get, you know what the Angels are like. They might just get it done, but they don't tend to give Otani much help. Um, yeah, so give me Washington with a little head start, Dylan. Yeah, even see, shop around because uh, I see Nationals plus one and a half at, pl- at plus 122. So, wow. so uh, this one, I've number sometimes, but uh, I did make the 70 favorite, even on the. Prop uh, for Otani. He fanned eight batters in Seattle. He fanned 10 batters in Oakland. Maybe if we're able to get a seven, seven and a half, I would play that. But outside of that, or maybe an Angels team total over, no real strong feeling for this game. It's a stay away. Stay away? That's not allowed uh, on SGPN terms and conditions. The penultimate game. Um, is a 9.40 Eastern first pitch between the Milwaukee Brewers and the Arizona Diamondbacks. Corbin Burns for the Brewers, Merrill Kelly for the D-backs. The Brewers are minus 145 uh, home puppies, Arizona, uh, plus 125, total set at 8.5. Tricky this, um, expect better from Corbin Burns, but he hasn't had a great start. And Merrill Kelly worries me a little bit as well. He's just relatively underwhelming. Um, Arizona are second um, in uh, with risk, with, with runners in score and position. Arizona are second um, in MLB. And Arizona are going to get runners in score and position. That's going to be one of their strengths. We've talked a lot about speed off the bases. They're going to they're going to get on base and they're going to they're going to be able to steal bases and they're going to be able to score from second uh, with the amount of pace, Corbin Carroll, Alec Thomas, etc. Um, so I don't see that dropping off here. I didn't really have an awful lot of faith in either um, pitcher. So this was my final total of the night. I think we can get to the over eight and a half. And I did like even more when I got my little tidbit about um, about the Diamondbacks being able to get those runners home, uh, hitting something like 284 with wrist. So, yeah, uh, let's get them round to second and get them get them home, Dylan. I'll take the over eight and a half. Yeah, I took the Brewers here on the road. I made them a minus 145 favorite. I'm just banking on Burns to have a bounce back start eventually. You think he's going to have to turn it around. You know, he hasn't gotten off to a good start, but thankfully this Brewer teams have been hitting, keeping this club in a lot of games. So, uh, Burns, he's 1-0 against the D-backs in his career with a 2.87 ERA. Or Merrill Kelly, he had a, a good first start against the Dodgers, but then he got hit a little in his second. So back and forth with him, I agree. It's kind of hard to back him here as well. Both teams, they're playing well right now. And I just got to back the better lineup, which and I think is the Brew Crew. So I'm counting on Burns to have a nice bounce-back spot. I'll take the Brewers here on the money line. Okay, I am not happy about that. Uh, 9.45 Eastern first pitch, the LA Dodgers at the San Francisco Giants. Dustin May goes to the bump for the Dodgers and taking the ball for the Giants is lefty Alex Wood. Minus 145 on the Dodgers, plus 125 on the Giants. 
total is set at eight. Dylan, finish us off with the Dodgers at the Giants. Yeah, another game where I think you could add the Dodgers in one of your parlays. I made him a minus 140 favorite on the road. I'm starting to like this Dustin May kid. I know Noah's high on yeah. him, but he was really solid in both of his starts against the D-backs. I can't take too much away from Wood's first start. He only went three innings in a blowout game. So definitely a step up in competition here against the Dodgers uh, in his career. Wood, he's 2-5 and five against the Dodgers with a 4.09 ERA. I think the Dodgers team is going to come into this series playing really hard after getting swept on the road by the Snake. So I just think this is a bad spot for Wood and the Giants. So give me the Dodgers here on the money line, and I would also add them in one of your parlays as well. I'm completely concur with everything you just said. Dodgers on the money line for me. Dustin May's been absolutely filthy. I think you did him a disservice. He's, he's been good. He's been he's been a little better than that. Um, and this the Giants um, lineup is is what it is. Really, it's not it's not blowing anyone's skirt up. So yeah, Dustin May and the Dodgers for me. Um, and that, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, uh, has got us to the end of the 15 games. Um, there's no question, Dylan, that me and you are the, the uh, pace-setting pair when it comes to the MLB Gambling Podcast. Uh, if, we're, if, if we're involved, you guarantee you get the tight 45 minutes uh, from us two. But we've got a lock and a dog to give out, so you can leave us off. What, uh, where's the smart money going, Dylan? All right. I I'll, uh, appreciate that. I, I'll start with the dog. I just mentioned it. Rocky's too big of an underdog. Uh, they should not be this big of an underdog, especially at home against Nicholas, who hasn't been good. Strictly playing the number. Give me the Rockies here at home. I love Kyle Freeland as well. I think he's off to a good start. And for my lock, I'm going to go to that Astros-Pirates game, and I'm going to take the under. Good, Two good pitchers, I think, in Keller and Javier, and they've been all, both off to a really good start. I think we could see a, a nice low-scoring game. I like the first five under as well, but give me full game under eight, eight and a half, whatever you could get. I like both. Okay. Um, my lock is going to be Texas on the run line. I couldn't get away from this, really. Um I think DeGrom against Lyles was worth a couple of runs and Texas against Kansas City was worth a couple of runs. So there's there's a four-run win for me and I'm um, I'm happy to take them with, with, with the one and a half. That was minus 125. And for my dog, I had a few Colorado appeals, especially at the fancier price that Dylan found. But I'm going to stick with Miami at plus 140. I'm just... Uh, I'm not really into Philly. It'd be interesting to see what Philly done tonight. I wish I could pick this game after um, after I saw Philly's performance tonight. I'm just wondering how much that walk-off has just sort of G'd a little bit of life into Philadelphia because they were looking a little bit um, listless uh, before that. But be before I've seen that game, I've had to take Miami at a price of plus 140 uh, to get the win. Uh, and I, I have really enjoyed watching it's just Lazardo pitched the season. He's been doing okay. So, yeah, they would be my two picks. Uh, Dylan, anything else you need to tell the people about? What's your Easter Monday evening looking like? Any shenanigans? Just relax. No shenanigans. Staying inside, watching some baseball. Might order some wings, though. Might be a wing oh, Okay. Night. Yeah, you a big wing guy? I am a big wing guy. I've had wings for ages. Uh, we've had a Chinese tonight. Um, a bit of a, yeah, a bit of a Chinese takeaway, which isn't really traditional. I like Easter Chinese. Monday. One thing I don't like is uh, sushi. I know everyone loves sushi. I'm just not a big sushi guy. I think it's the texture for me. Well, I was out in Vegas with Sean and Ryan, and they took me for dinner. 
And we went to Sushi Samba, which is kind of a little bit of a twist on sushi. And honestly, it was the greatest, greatest thing. The Wagyu dumplings, mate, were absolutely different gravy. Uh, Captain Encino's asking if we're Rancho... Rancho Blue Cheese, um, Blue Cheese all day. Yeah. Baz, big Baz I'm who does the, the Premier I'm League a, show with me. Yeah, and I'm a he big famously, guy. you Blue Cheese, yeah. Baz famously barbecues everything. Um, like his breakfast, he barbecue his cornflakes. He's a fucking madman. Um, <laughs> but he does a great blue cheese. Um, he does a great blue cheese dip to go with his wings. So, you got to yeah, watch uh, this this comedian. Obviously, you should know Joe Rogan. This guy, Joe yes. Rogan's first podcast he had in his basement when he started a few years ago. And he had Joey Diaz on this big, fat Italian guy. He's hilarious. He's from New Jersey or New York area. And they're talking. And he go, and they bring up rancher blue cheese. And he goes... He goes, hey, he goes, you like ranch or blue cheese? He goes, ranch? How can I trust anyone who, who puts ranch on something? It's blue cheese or go. And he says something I can't really <laughs> say. But it, it, you just got to watch it. Put up Joey Diaz, uh, blue cheese. It'll pop up. But it's blue cheese or nothing. I, you can't put ranch on that. Yeah, you're right. Well done. You've uh, redeemed yourself in Captain Cino's eyes. Uh, one thing you have to do tonight, Dylan, immediately is go and find your dad and ask him about Bill Withers. Um, and if he hasn't heard of him, then we're all doomed. We're all doomed. Um, we're all doomed. Right there. Thanks, everyone, uh, for getting involved in the YouTube comments. Uh, tell a friend. Uh, be your friend and all that malarkey. Captain Sano, Lane, and was it Daquano was in earlier on as well. Uh, so, yeah, we do appreciate that. It's great. Like, great with you. Um, enjoy the rest of your Easter. Back to work tomorrow, unfortunately, for everybody. Uh, but, yeah, we'll cast some bets tonight. And then hopefully we've picked some winners for you. Uh, we'll be back at, um, tomorrow evening. Good luck. Like I say, until then, we'll see you down the road. Cheers.